Ça peut être That's your uh, outtake for the show. <laughs> 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 Episode 10. Don't spoil the ending. Milestone. Golf plot. <laughs> First milestone. Down. Well done. Well done, guys. Double figures. We'll see you next week. <laughs> I'm Joe. I'm Nick. I'm Sam. And hi, I'm John. Have we done anything interesting this week? I mean, I've I've watched a couple of films, but... Yeah, I've got a few bits and bobs have been up to this week. Yeah. First of all, me, Nick, uh, Jono, and Dom, who's been on the podcast before, we all went to watch Wonder Woman last night. Brand new film. We'll be talking about that later. I'm looking forward to this. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good. Go into that in depth. Yeah. How in depth? Are we giving spoilers away on this show? You know what? I was thinking not not spoilers. I'm but okay with no spoilers. You okay with that? Yeah, yeah. I've got a few notes, but you know, doesn't relate to any spoilers or anything. So Fine, yeah. you okay with that? Good. There's one thing I asked Nick before the show. Um, was there a end credit scene? And apparently not. Yeah. Well, we, we, we were actually sat in the cinema and everyone was still sat there and we were like, is there one? So we actually Googled it while we were sat there. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah, they said, that we confirmed there's no um, after credit scene, so we just left, didn't we? And the funny thing was, like, as we were leaving, after you found out that there was no end credit scene, I looked around and everyone was doing the same. Everyone yeah, was yeah. sat there Googling, <laughs> what was the end credit scene? All right, well, we'll, we'll jump on that in a bit. Um, have, we, have we had a good week, though, this week? It's been, it's been a very hot week. In Warrington this week. Yeah, yeah. Sun's been out. I've been indoors. Sun's out, <laughs> sun out, guns out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. all right. Well, I, I watched a couple of films this week. Has anybody seen... Sorry, don't need to cut you off there, Joe. Just got a couple bit of housekeeping, if you don't mind. Okay, yeah, all Just right. Just want to mention, uh, me and Nick have been doing a Twin Peaks uh, spin-off podcast. You have? Releases every Wednesday, covering the episode that will release every Monday night. Going into going fully in depth with Twin Peaks Series Three week by week, just to let people know if you want to get on it, it'll be out every Wednesday night on the main feed. Uh, but yeah, we'd love to hear some feedback. If you give it a listen, let us know what you think. I've got some feedback for you. Have you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I edited the show. Oh, um, did you? Then... <laughs> <laughs> All right, I, I put the music on the end. Um, I did notice at the end when you were giving out the the social media links. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you forgot to give the main show out, <laughs> yeah. and Nick had to prompt you to give it out. Yeah. Are you already trying to jump ship? <laughs> it just slipped my mind. Totally. <laughs> just the, you know, the, I was in the world of Twin Peaks, you know, yeah. the Lynchian, you know, atmosphere, and I just totally forgot about the main podcast. Oh, okay. <laughs> it, say, it sounded very much like Nick went, are you going to give the main show podcast out? And you're like, oh, oh, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to do it. I was going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> You've had your haircut today as well, John. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 Looking yeah. pretty swift. Yeah, gone for the full buzz cut. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah all right. Just on, wanted to bring that up on, 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 on the, the subject of feedback. I've actually got some feedback for you, John, from oh, from yeah. a, a show a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, go uh, for it. A you. listener has been listening, as, as they do. Okay, okay, okay. And um, on a couple of weeks ago, you said that La La Land, well, you didn't say, you kind of implied that La La Land like isn't a musical. Yeah, I think I said it, yeah, yeah. Well, I think someone said it was a musical and you went, eh. Yeah, kind of, uh, you denied about it a yeah. bit, yeah. Uh, a listener's uh, <laughs> messaged me and um, and he's told me it is definitely a musical. Right, yeah, yeah, I, I'm, I'm still on the fence on this one, you know, I'm still a bit, <laughs> bit, bit swaying. I'll look into it, I'll get a bit more, <laughs> bit more uh, information to hand, but yeah, I'm still saying, 
not a musical. By all means. <laughs> Dra- drama romance, I'm putting that under. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, I watched Batman The Killing Joke. Oh, sorry, I just got... So it's cut you off okay. again, John. <laughs> <laughs> All right, John, do you want to, do you want to just take over for now? I just wanted to mention the, uh, I've been, been a bit busy this week. Is this more stuff you want to promote? More side stuff? A bit stuff? more self-promotion. <laughs> yeah. uh, Nick's been busy uh, doing a Facebook page for us. It's not, not officially released yet, but... Oh, I've been doing some art. Like, uh, if, if you've been to the Twitter, um, I've done a... At the FCE podcast. That one. <laughs> um, I've done a few um, little images for our top five comic book lists. Um, for for me, Joe, um, John, and Jono, Josh, and Josh. <laughs> um, yeah, they're on Twitter at the moment. I did another one, didn't I? Oh, the Twin Peaks one. I did that uh, yeah. a few weeks ago. But um, and like you say, I've been doing it for the Facebook one. We're, we're starting to trying to do banners, and you've been drawing, haven't you? Jim? Yeah, been doing a few like caricatures for the uh, for the Facebook page. Yeah, did a, a version of all of you guys, but I don't know how they how they went down. To be honest, well, mine wasn't very accurate. But <laughs> well, I disagree. I thought yours was the most accurate. And <laughs> nailed like, the quiff perfectly. Can on it, that. <laughs> it looked like Wes Wally's like strange electro future cousin. Or <laughs> can I just say like? Be lucky it weren't what he was saying he wanted. He wanted to draw you as a carrot. <laughs> um, it, it would have been good. It would have been good. Yeah, they purely on the fact that you're a vegetarian. <laughs> I mean, John, when you were drawing yourself, you could just draw a giant penis. <laughs> but yeah, I noticed you've you've based your drawing very closely of well, Sam, the picture of Sam you drew. Yeah, drew very. It looked very similar to I Jeremy Corbyn. Think, yeah, I think mine was very, very accurate. Like, yeah. just because you totally ripped it off of Jeremy Corbyn. No, no, just purely <laughs> coincidental. I just went off one of your high school yearbook photos, <laughs> oh, okay. and it turned out just like Corbyn. It was yeah. weird. Did, <laughs> true. Oh, did, did Sam have a, a beard in high school? <laughs> <laughs> I think Sam was born with a beard. You <laughs> <laughs> took a photo from when you were leading the Labour Party, Sam. <laughs> in high school. In high school. In high school yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, so I just wanted to throw that out there. I just did a few caricatures. We, they might see the light of day yet on the Facebook page. Just like, you know, the first ideas maybe or something. But yeah, yeah I just wanted to throw that out there. I'm looking forward till we, uh, to launching the Facebook page. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Too, yeah. We'll let you know as soon as it's up. Yep. Yeah. And so, we, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll at least start off with five likes. Like, <laughs> at least. Five. Well, maybe four. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, can Joe talk about his films now, John? Or? Oh, just look, no, you, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are you done promoting? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Are you yeah. done talking about your haircut? <laughs> definitely, definitely done. <laughs> go right. for it, yeah. Well, I watched Batman the Killing Joke this week. I've oh, seen that. Was... that. Have you seen that? Nick? Yeah, yeah. It's a good film, I thought. Sort of. <laughs> I, I uh, expected more, if I'm honest. I definitely expected more. By good film, probably don't mean it. Like It's, it's, it's not like... a bad film. <laughs> I, I know I'm already being a hypocrite here, but I, I like enjoyed it, even though it was really terribly flawed. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I, I watched the Mask of the Phantasm as well, the nineteen ninety three, the animated one from ninety three. That's um, like one of the most famous ones. That one of the most yeah. revered of the animated. Is it series. the same director? Yeah. They brought a director back for this one who did an old one, didn't they? Oh, I don't know. I don't know about the animated oh, directors. Well, it's like in in both of those and in the games. Do you know who plays the Joker in every single one? Yeah, Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill has played the Joker for decades. Yeah, it's, I think that's dead, dead interesting. It's become a bit of a kind of trendy thing to say nowadays, but people always said that he was the best version of the Joker, you know, uh, mm. the way he voiced it and stuff. There's no Heath Ledger. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> well, Mark Hamill even said Heath Ledger's performance as the Joker was the best performance you could ever get out of the Joker. Yeah, not Jared Leto. 
No. No. <laughs> That's enough. Well, well, we'll move on to that in a minute. <laughs> we'll, we'll, that, yeah. <laughs> well, no, I, I, I enjoyed that. Do we, do we know the story of the killing joke? Yeah. Well, I've only read the comic, so I haven't yeah. got a clue. I, I, from what I've heard, the cartoon spans a lot on other elements of it. And, and from what I've heard, it's not great. What Definitely expands on. on certain things. Uh, Whereas the comics are really streamlined, just a, a, mm. a simple story. I, I believe it gets quite expanded in, in the cartoon. Well, all right, well... Sam, you haven't seen it. I'll give you. I'll I give have you the no run- idea what these last three minutes were about. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll give you the rundown for the killing joke. But the idea is that Batgirl gets shot by the Joker, right? Okay. And he shoots her in the spine. She ends up paralyzed from the waist. The the waist down. Well, yeah, paralyzed from the waist down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He then strips her naked, takes loads of photos of her. There's there's the implication of a rape. That has never came out as, but you, if you interpreted that, you could say, well, the Joker raped Batgirl, right? So it's already yeah. one of the most controversial sort of things. Yeah. And then I don't know about the comic, but in the film, he basically plasters all them in like a fun house, like a, you know, like a haunted house style thing and sends Commissioner Gordon through it naked on a train, looking at all these pictures of his daughter who's just yeah. been paralyzed and she's naked and... He sees all that, and he on the on the film. He's surrounded by dwarves in bondage gear. So it's, very, it's a bit weird. <laughs> Sounds um, a bit like Twin Peaks. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so like it, it's it's quite controversial for all that. The film the film brings other stuff. Like there's a lot of controversy about controversy, <clears throat> controversy. controversy. There's controversy about the relationship of how they've changed Batman and Batgirl because there's the there's a sex scene in it between Batman mm. and Batgirl. That's um, definitely not in the comic. No, I know. So that's not in the comic. That's in the film. So in the film, they they have sex, and then Batman does has a bit of a bit of a, uh, bit of a he's in a bit of a mood, and he's like trying to ignore her and stuff. And she's like, "Oh, it was just sex. Didn't mean anything." It's like this doesn't this doesn't really belong in a Batman film. <laughs> when he said that he went in the mood, I just pitched him on the end of the bed. Don't touch me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, well it's, well, it's not like a graphic sex scene. It's it's like it's an off camera. She takes off, off. They're on top of a building. Takes her clothes off, and then pans away. It's like yeah. they, they, they obviously do it. I mean, that is one um, thing I like with all the DC universe stuff, from the cartoons to the animated stuff to the films. It does at least feel a bit darker. You know, I can't imagine that yeah. in a Marvel film. You know, or no, yeah, yeah. Or animated feature. You know, yeah, I, I like the. I don't. I don't know if I like. I like the idea of that sort of thing being in there. Yeah. I don't know if that particularly hit. But they just don't don't handle it very well. Yeah, because it, it came off like the really sexualized Batgirl. Like it was probably a level above what was needed. I know it's a very recent 2016 film. Definitely sexualized it. Yeah. Right. But yeah, she's just. Um. Yeah. Can yeah. I go out on a on a on a on a ledge in a wing? What's the saying? Go out on a whim. On a on a wi- limb. Whim. Out on a limb. Go out on go a on, limb. Go I'm on. gonna go out on a limb and a whim. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, th- I think I'm eighty percent sure the comic Alan Moore writes it. I can't confirm that though, but Alan Moore's the author of Watchmen. Ah. So I'm I'm pretty sure he's the author of the comic. It's definitely a famous author. It's either yeah. him or like Frank Miller or some or you know something like that. But I should really have checked this before. <laughs> if if it was him, he's definitely into a, a sex scenes for, featuring costumed superheroes. Yeah, but yeah, one other point I was going to bring up about that film. Um, there's a point where Batgirl starts ignoring Batman, and Batman literally says the words, "It must be the time of the month." It's like, <laughs> what's that oh. doing in here? <laughs> like, this is a bit funny. But at the end of the day, quite liked it. 
you, you get more of the Joker's backstory. You find out how he became the Joker. I think that's how they introduced it in the comics as well. I know there's been all sorts of different origins. I think origins. in the comic, they've never actually confirmed his origin. Like, you know, it's just kind of... I don't... Uh... Oh, no, no I'm, I'm lying. Yeah. <laughs> in that, it is his origin. <laughs> yeah, no, like, yeah. you get his origin in that. Um, but I was reading up on it, and apparently there's, there's all sorts of different origins for loads of the characters. Yeah. There's an origin story where Martha, so Batman's mum, is the Joker. There's there's a, an alternate reality version of that in the really? comics. Where... They have, like, the... Crisis on Infinite Earths plot lines, which are just mental, you know, yeah. 52 different universes or something like right. that. Yeah, it gets a bit weird. Can I just go into something on the comic thing that you might be interested in? Yeah. Talking to Heggy at work the other day yeah. uh, about what they're doing with the new DC universe and Watchmen. The Watchmen characters are now part of the continuity within DC. Okay. So, like, Dr. Manhattan is now, like, up against Batman and stuff. Like, what, in the actual comics? In the, in the current comic storyline. Well, you can't oh. beat Dr. Manhattan. Well, it's, it's a big like mystery going on at the moment. Basically, uh, one of the Flash's... Uh, spoilers for any comic fans out there. <laughs> one of the Flash's villains, can't think which one it's called. It's like a backwards version of Flash or something. He gets Shelf. killed. Reverse, maybe. reverse Flash. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's got a name. It's like a proper name kind of thing. You know what about like Captain Cold or whatever is... is no, it's like Yellow. He's got like a, a full That's name. That's Reverse Flash. Oh, is it? It's got, it's got like a full name in the comic though. Like Reverse Flash is like the Yellow Billy, Flash. Billy... Oh yeah, Thompson yeah, or something yeah, like. Yeah, remember, yeah. Uh, that's what that's what they call him by. But he he gets killed in like blue flame, and everybody thinks that it's Doctor Manhattan who's done it, and they're trying yeah. to work out who's done it. And it's a big like mystery plot line at the moment. But I just thought you'd be interested being a I would be, yeah. a Watchmen fan. Yeah, that's interesting. I'll look into that. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll move on from that. I watched Suicide Squad as well, staying on the comic theme. <sighs> that's that's <laughs> it's better than I remember it at the cinema. Really? Is that again? Is that again be, like like with Batman? It's a running theme, Nick. Yeah, because you were drunk <laughs> when you went. To <laughs> yes, I had a drink. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it was better. It was still, it's not. This is the thing. It's not a good film, but it's not a bad film. It's it's all right. I mean, I I, I actually enjoyed the film. To be honest, like I think both times I went to see it, I went to see it the first time, and I've seen it since. I think it is nonsense, though. I'm kind of more with Joe on this one. I I, I don't mind it. I like it, but uh, it feels a bit muddled, a bit a bit messy. A bit. A bit. It's <laughs> <laughs> just completely incoherent. Like. Some good elements to it, like, you know, the whole thing, how they get choppered into the uh, the city. It feels to me like Predator, almost like a team being choppered in somewhere. And it's a bit more hard-hitting, you know, like they have those weird black zombies that are running around, like, with a... You know that kind of thing. That's sort of yeah. Uh, I think I think my problem, the things I like about it is they've introduced a whole bunch of characters. Now I sort of looked at it thinking they've introduced all these because they needed to find the way to to slot all these DC characters into this new film universe they've got going on. But I think in most cases it sort of works, but it is a daft film. Like. I tried to defend Jared Leo as the Joker for a long time. So I was like, oh, just give it a chance. Jared Leo's dead good. He is a dead good actor. That Hot Topic Joker, it's (laughs) it's got to be the worst interpretation of that. With his metal grills and stuff. Sorry, gold gold grills does he have? I know that's that's the aesthetic they're going for in this new... Yeah. Like, it's just mad. I'm not... I don't hate it, but you've kind of moved the Joker from a character that I really liked to just... Like he did the like I I'm a fan of Skrillex right he did that music video with Rick Ross and Skrillex oh, yeah. and Jared Leto Lamborghini yeah, yeah Purple Lamborghini which is a tune quite like that <laughs> but it's literally the Joker driving around with Rick Ross and Skrillex yeah it's like 
This is the Joker. <laughs> What's the Joker? <laughs> Skrillex didn't even wear any like face paint or anything. He was just a little five foot four guy, <laughs> just just hanging about with the Joker. Yeah, because Rick Ross, you could look at. Like, have you seen? Have anyone seen the video? Rick Ross, you could look at. Is this massive black guy? Like he he's a scary guy. You can see him as one of the Joker's henchmen. Skrillex is like a little <laughs> little guy, and it's like hmm, at least put some face paint on. Yeah, I mean, on, on, on the Suicide Squad thing, <clears throat> I really like David Ayer, who directed it. He did Fury, which I think is amazing, and he did End of Watch, which I really like as well, like a found footage police movie. Have you guys, you guys seen that at all now? Mm. But he also did Sabotage, which is this big like squad movie with Schwarzenegger, which is garbage. And I, I can't believe out of those three films, he chose Sabotage as the one to almost like <laughs> emulate with Suicide Squad. It's such a weird, uh, such a weird feeling to it, you know, to, to do that. But yeah. If you look at the first trailer from, uh, I think it was Comic-Con in 2015, the first one they launched for that film, it's really dark and moody. There's no colour to it at all. And I just I just feel that that film went through so much studio interference. That was due to Deadpool, wasn't it? Uh, a lot, Yeah, and some, some of the other Marvel because, films because being like success, neon coloured and stuff. Because of the success of Deadpool, they, they, they basically reshot the whole film. Yeah, because they felt it wasn't funny enough. So I, I think it might have been a lot different originally, but after that, they went back and put a lot of colour everywhere, loads of colour correction. <laughs> a bit of colour. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have you seen the Blu-ray cover for it? Yeah. It's just literally got every single Neon green on and it. purple. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, what about uh, Harleen Quinzel, though? <laughs> See... I quite like this new Harley Quinn, to be honest. I mean, they've got Ma- the right Ma- actress. Margot Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> Love a bit of Margot Robbie. I like I like the moment where they give all the stuff back, and she looks in her sort of suitcase of stuff, and it's like her old outfit from oh, the, the little uh, jester outfit. Yeah, from the old yeah. animated series and the comics, and, and the, the big mallet she has in there. Yeah, yeah, I like that, yeah. um, but I don't think that would have fit in with this new weird little universe they're making up, which Wonder Woman makes a part of that we'll go into, but. Yeah. It's this new aesthetic they're pushing for DC stuff. So I think the new Harley Quinn does fit with that. And I quite like it. It's just, it is a bit daft when you see them all walking around and she's just walking around in hot pants. Yeah, but she's fit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but she's fit. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't mind her walking around in hot pants whatsoever. <laughs> I've got to admit, I mean, I do like Margot Robbie. There's a couple of bits where... I think her Australian accent comes through really badly that you can tell. Mm. There's one bit where like she shoots at someone on the floor and they're like, oh, stop doing that. And it's like, what? It moved. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> really bad Aussie accent, but I'm more of a fan of Enchantress in that film. Uh, oh, come on. No. What's her name, the actress? Uh, Cara... Cara oh, Johnson? Delavagine. Yeah, yeah, her. What's yeah. The, it's the, mo- the, the model. The model, yeah. She can't act. She's uh, a model. I think she's great in that film. No, yeah, which terrible. is swaying her hips about. I love all that. Yeah, when she's dressed up in the office. <laughs> I love how she slays her hips. I love all that. <laughs> no, terrible. When she's dressed up in the office attire with her hair back and the glasses on. Yep. Oh, love that. Wearing glasses. <laughs> Great performance. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, like, pff, Sam, have you not seen that, have you? I've not. Well, you're not there that night, though, the... Uh... <laughs> that was from Cure, John. That incident. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I... I it's not a bad film, but for you, you're not, you're not selling it to me anyway. <laughs> no, I mean it's 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 fun, but it's shit. <laughs> Can I ask what would you rate it out of five? I don't know. I can't remember what I would have rated it at the time, but of watching it recently, I'd probably give it like a two point five. Yeah, I gave it a three, and I think I'm being generous with. I think that's so, yeah. yeah. I think I'd, a three is generous on that. Yeah, but I, I do like it. 
I bought it. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I, I bought it on 4K, it, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with us? I bought that with... Um, we were buying buying a present for somebody and we were buying them Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice and I felt really bad actually spending money on that <laughs> shit film. And I thought you liked it the other week. <laughs> yeah, but it oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> This is it though. Like Suicide Squad and Batman v Superman, I think are just very... just They're shit films, but I enjoyed watching them to some extent. Like they're both average. Not I, shit, average. I think Wonder Woman will make you look back on BBS in a different light afterwards. Okay. Not to think it's a five-star film, but I think yeah. it'll be more, all right, more kind towards it after watching that. We'll come on to that because I've got a few questions yeah. about Wonder Woman. Yeah. So anybody has it? Well, should we move on from Suicide Squad? Have we done much else this week? I mean, I've, I've played a game. Um, a game? Have you played? I've I played. A, I don't know if you've heard of it. Arc um, Evolution Survival or Survival Evolution? Nope. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you know which way around it is? Uh, Arc Survival Evolved is it? <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Anyway. <laughs> Um, I, I I talked about a game called Seven Days to Die a couple of weeks ago on the show. Um, I'm still dying to play that at some point as well. Which, is, which is like a, a kind of Minecraft esque, uh, where like you create stuff and like you basically fight zombies. Uh, this one, it's the same kind of thing where like you're creating stuff and you're chopping wood and all that jazz. But like you start in like a prehistoric world where like um, you might have seen the trailers to be honest. Um, because like you're sat in this prehistoric world with like dinosaurs and stuff, and like you do evolve, and I think like the dinosaurs eventually turn into like robotic dinosaurs and stuff. <laughs> I played it for about half an hour, if I'm honest with you, so I can't really talk about it in much depth. But like it seemed quite fun for what I've played. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. I, I do want to try that. I've got it on the Xbox One. It, it came out for like uh, probably like two years ago now, I think, when it first launched. It was like one of their indie games that you can try out for like 10 hours or something. I've never played it. I've got it there downloaded and never played it. So It's worth, it's worth giving it a try, like. Yeah, I'll definitely get on at some point, yep. I've, I've played some games this week, if nobody else has. Yeah, I've got a few games. Got a couple of, uh, I've got a movie, got a TV a show. Movie. Yeah. Right. Do you want to give, you know, give us your movie? Come for the movie. I rewatched uh, Alien Covenant at the yep. cinema. I know I spoke about this the other week. Uh, not got a, a load to say about it, other than I did enjoy it a lot more on a rewatch. Gave it four stars the other week. Uh, and yeah, I enjoyed it a lot more on a rewatch. All the worst stuff in the film for me is still the alien stuff. It just feels like they're treading over old ground. Just just saying, like, here's a face hugger, here's an alien. You know, you don't you know these from the old films, you know, that that that's your lot kind of thing. Yeah. Anything with David in it, Michael Fassbender, is even better on a second watch. It, there were so the... many little bits I picked up that like I didn't get on the first first watch. Isn't David becoming as important as Ripley in the alien sort of universe. He is. I mean, can I drop a bit of a spoiler here? Because it's one scene that I love in the film. Like, Go for it. You, you, you're pretty much, just warning, spoilers, jump a minute ahead if you don't want to hear this. You, you pretty much know, you probably know this going in any, any way, but David ends up creating the Xenomorph, which is the classic alien. And that scene when I first watched it, I thought it was a bit goofy, but watching it this time, I just loved it. Just, he looks so happy to have done it like in the film. Got a big smile on his face. It's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like I like the idea that he's had that impact. Yeah, like, like the alien pops out and the alien's like, he's like mimicking its movement. It's like, whoa, what even its arms about? And first time I watched it, I thought, that's a bit goofy. But watching it now, he's just so chuffed to have done it. I, I love it. <laughs> he's so happy to have, uh, to have done it. Yeah. yeah, and just a couple of lines that he drops in the film that I didn't get on first watch. Basically, the, the Covenant is like a, a colonisation ship. It's filled with like 2,000 colonists going to a, a new home world. And uh, when he realises that's what it is, he's so happy to 
to realise that you know what the covenant is, and again that all comes to the context in the film, but why you're so happy kind of thing. But yeah, I, I loved it. Doesn't it add like I haven't seen Covenant, but it does not add like more relevance to Prometheus. I've I've heard that. I've heard it gives it a bit more context than if anything. This might be a bit of a spoiler again, but it has been out a few weeks. I, I have I have dropped a bit of a warning, so. <laughs> you, you gave people a warning saying skip ahead a minute if you don't want any spoilers. Yeah, if you've skipped ahead a minute, <laughs> two, two minutes ago. Now skip ahead another minute. <laughs> uh, all it is, it does, it does to Prometheus what Alien Three does to Aliens, which fans aren't very happy with, kind of thing. It kind of truncates a lot of the last film. Uh, you know, again, you can't really tell you anything anymore without big spoilers. But I'm not too happy about that. About that. that that's the biggest issue with the film. They, should, they wanted to do Prometheus 2, but it felt like they were getting like interference to put the alien in there, which is not what they wanted to do. So it becomes an alien film rather than Prometheus 2. Mm. Do, do, does that make sense at all? Yeah, I haven't that, seen the that film. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and that's the biggest issue for it for me. If they'd have done Prometheus 2, it would have been a 5 out of 5 for me, I think. As it is, 4.5 out of 5. I love it. Can I just double check? You, you, you're giving out a 5 out of 5 rating on a film that's not been made. <laughs> Yeah, Prometheus 2, 5 out of 5. <laughs> I mean, I know we've rated trailers in the past. Yeah, I'm now hypothetically reviewing films. <laughs> oh, guys, what do you think of Spider-Man 4? 5 out of 5. <laughs> but yeah, loved it. 4.5 out of 5. Yeah, sounds good. Yep. <laughs> Is everything <Hello>. okay? <laughs> <laughs> There's your outtake for the show. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about Tekken. Tekken 7, to be more precise. Yeah, you've mentioned it a few times in the past. You've been, have. You've been waiting for this, haven't you, for weeks? This is a... Do you know everybody probably has the, the sort of foundations or the pillars of what their favourite gaming franchises are? Yeah. Tekken is one of mine. So I, I've been looking forward to this game for two years since they had the arcade version out. In Japan, yeah. So what this game is, it's the second release of Tekken Seven in the arcades, but for consoles. So this is the first time it's coming out on consoles. Yeah, it's really good. Love it. It's yeah. it it's it's got a bit of an odd story in it, which I quite like, even though it's a bit Japanesey, weirdy, mm. sort of what you would expect. But there's some dead cool stuff in that game. So. Yeah, John, have you have you played it? Yeah, I know you've bought it. Yeah, got it last night, only for about an hour or so. Oh, yeah, the only thing I played was practice mode because I couldn't play anything else really because uh, it was installing. That's wait for it to install. Well, it takes twenty minutes. <sighs> I was, I was, <laughs> <laughs> and then I played uh, Treasure Battle. Is that right? Yeah, I played that for like the remainder of the time. Yeah, really enjoyed it. Yeah, I love it. It's it's what a Tekken game should be. Uh, it's good good game mechanics. Good. Good little, good characters, good character design. All yeah, that. really technical. I looked into uh, some of the move lists. I started off with Elisa. Uh, oh, the robot, the, the androids. Ro- the android, yeah. yep. She's got 171 different moves. <laughs> yeah, I, that's that's one of my favourite things about Tekken, though. Yeah. It's like you don't have that in Street Fighter. You don't have that in Kings of King of King of Fighters. Like the Tekken move list is really in depth. Although my counterpoint to that is that Street Fighter definitely has fewer moves, but I feel like the more memorable and easier to pull off and you know what i mean a bit more I see substantial almost yeah. you're looking for an easier game john oh it's not easier it's, it's more hardcore <laughs> i put Tekken as the easy one because anyone can pull those moves off you know just like down towards x up, up right try. or you just button bash and one of the 170 yeah. moves are going to come out and Tekken is a lot easier to button bash <laughs> i think than street fighter but 
Do you, do you know what I mean by that? The, yeah, I'm trying I to pull it, off yeah. like a fireball is a bit more technical than just like a downward swipe or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I see yeah. your point. But I, um, I was loving it though. No, I, I really, I really love it. All, all the, all, all well, not all the characters are in it. There's a lot on there. Though, There's isn't a there? lot of characters, yeah, but I'm, I'm talking Tech and Tag Two and stuff. Where, well, although it was non-canon, it was, it, it had the most characters in it. And well, I'm, I don't want just content characters, but. Oh, well, on that, though, I've got a Tekken Tag, Tekken Tag Tournament 2, is that what yeah. it's called? I've got that on the Xbox Game Pass, which is free at the moment for gold members. So I've got that, and I've got that downloaded to play. So Yeah, I love that. I've never played it. It's really good. Yeah. yeah. It's, what, I, um, what I really found interesting about Tekken 7, um, they've included all the ending movies and all the sort of intro movies from every previous Tekken game as oh, content yeah. on the disc. So <laughs> you can go into theatre mode, and if I wanted to go watch King's Ending from Tekken 3... I just have to go spend me fight money on it. You earn fight money from like winning battles, and it's just dead cool because that's that proper ticked all my nostalgia boxes off. I was like, oh wow, look at all this. <laughs> yeah, it's you, when you choose what background music you want, you can choose Tekken Seven's like sort of music for the game, or you can select any of the other previous Tekken games music. So it's got all the music and all the video from all the previous Tekkens. It's like this is all encompassed in the game. I do really like that. It feels complete, you know. As, as I imagine you're, you're completest with Tekken. Yeah, you've got it all in the one game. Yeah, I hate it when like uh, Mortal Kombat Nine felt quite complete. It had like every fighter available yeah. in that game. Mortal Kombat X stripped it back a bit and went yeah. for like sixteen fighters. So a lot of people were missing out on that one. I can understand why they did it. They wanted to make it more concentrated on us on that on that game. But it's nice just to have everything in there, you know, from it, every previous game kind of thing. If they had every character in Tekken Seven, this would be the most complete Tekken you could buy. How many are missing? Do you think? I, don't, I don't know. There's just a few obvious ones, like Craig Marduk uh, isn't in it. He's he's like the MMA fighter. He's like King's rival friend thing. So right. he's, he's not in it, or at least he's not in it up to the point I've seen. He's probably going to be DLC. I've bought the season pass, so I'll get whatever new characters come into it. Yeah, but yeah, I, I'm I'm loving it. It's it's really good. It feels feels like a real Tekken. Like you know, you said I'm a completist. I platinum Tekken 6 in a week so Tekken 7 I'm already a quarter of the way there and I've had it a night yeah um, but it's great love it I noticed last night I played for like an hour and I got about four trophies <laughs> I was like oh I'm loving this <laughs> <laughs> you, are, you are a trophy hunter <laughs> but um, yeah Tekken like, I, I recommend it Nick and Sam Cool, cool. Worth, worth a buy. We'll have to give the online mode a go at some point, definitely. Yeah, but I wanted to do it last night, but you ran away. It wouldn't install. <laughs> it wouldn't install. It took right. ages to install. I went against my mate last night and just just battered him. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm looking forward to uh, to our match. I've got to admit, when I was playing, I was thinking, "There's no way Joe's beating me." Like I, I was amazing in that treasure battle mode. <laughs> <laughs> Let's put your money where your mouth is. Have you played with Elisa at all? Yeah. She's got this cool, like, whirring blades for arms that she can, like, use and stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah it's was, like, was it's down, it. square and triangle, and she busts out a chainsaw at arms. And yeah. Then... And you can do a whole different moveset with them as well. I've yeah. seen all the combos where she takes her head off and hands it to the other, like, character. Well, there was one I was doing last night where she takes her head off and kicks it out the other play, but it blows up. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> I was loving that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really good. Really good. And just one final thing. You mentioned story mode. Yeah, uh, did I've noticed you started that last night? Yeah, what are you thinking? Like, like I said, it's it's very anime, very Japanese, yeah. like strange. What I've always liked about Tekken is that there's there's no compromise on 
this character should speak in English because it's like in the English version. The characters who are Japanese speak Japanese. The yeah. characters are English speak in English. Yeah. But there's there's a scene in like chapter three where they're in Italy and there's an Italian guy speaking in Italian, an English person speaking in English. And they're, well, not in English, but they're, they're speaking English. And then a Japanese Heihachi who's speaking in Japanese. And all three of them can understand each other, even though they're speaking three completely different languages, <laughs> which I think is great. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's really good. Really I'll get good. on that. Uh, do you want to rate that so far, or are you going to wait for, give it a few weeks? I'd, I'd have to give it a bit more time, but on first impressions, it's five out of five. Right, okay. For me. Because for me. Street Fighter, you know, Street Fighter Five came out, and everybody hated it because they released just a duff game. Well, I, I liked it. They hated it because it was so bare bones. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? There was barely any game in there kind of thing. Uh, basically a 1v1 online mode, and I think that was pretty much it. <laughs> yeah, like they haven't done anything like that on Tekken. Because yeah. they've got all the, all the kinks ironed out of the arcade version for like the last All, all the kings years. ironed out. Oh. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, like there's loads of content in it. It's not like Street of Fighter Five where they just released... A bad bombs game, yeah. yeah. Just, just the out, yeah, the skeleton yeah. to a game. Can I go off the back of that? I've been playing a bit of Street Fighter, sorry, Ultra Street Fighter Two, the final challenges. Is, on a, has that just recently come out? Yeah, last week on Nintendo Switch. Yeah, it, I mean, it's literally a twenty-five-year-old game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, charging full price for it, which is a bit mad. <laughs> sorry, is this a Nintendo Switch? Nintendo Switch. That's why they're charging full price on it. Maybe because that's yeah. you. These they sell like SNES games on there for full price. Yeah, it's yeah, just, it's crazy. And Nintendo fanboys just, you know, snap them up, don't they? Kind of. Thing. You've you bought it. So. Well, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, it's still really good though. That's the thing. You know, it's twenty five years old. The only difference I think is they put two new characters in and giving it some HD graphics. Mm. Uh, but you can't argue against it. It's a really good game. Really, still loads of fun to play. Uh, just the game you, you probably played twenty five years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, but, like, but, I mean, I mentioned a couple of weeks ago I was playing King of Fighters '95 oh, yeah. to '98, and like I said, they're still great games now, even though they're a bit old. I think those two D beat 'em ups—they never lose the appeal, kind of thing, yeah. because they're so like technical. You know what I mean? They'll always have that appeal to a certain hardcore audience, kind of thing. I think that's the advantage it has over the Tekken series in some cases, because you—if you go back and play Tekken Four now, Tekken Four was always the worst Tekken, yeah. but. Right now, it looks really dated. Yeah, and if you go even further back to Tekken Two, it just looks awful because it's a three D. I think that with all three D fighters, yeah, uh, mm. they don't age as well as you know the original Mortal Kombat's and Street yeah. Fighter. I think it brings it brings the argument up though with the way the way graphics are now. I don't think because Tekken Seven is not a particularly amazing looking game or anything, but we're probably at a level where games now they'll still look good in twenty years. Yeah. Did you ever play Metal Gear 5? See, I, oh, that sorry. looks amazing. I don't totally agree with you on that. Like my, my point with that is that the reason Street Fighter 2 ages so well is there's a charm and an art to those graphics. Because they were 16-bit, they had to think about it artistically, you know, like a kind of cartoon look to it almost. Whereas stuff nowadays is so like basically CGI, isn't it? You know, a lot of yeah. modern games. That will always age badly. In 10 years, CGI looks so much better. I've got to say, I agree there's, no with char- that. there's no charm to it, you know what I no. mean? The, and no, like, well, look, there is art, artistry to it, but. Whereas 16 bit games like Mario Kart, they always they still look good now because they've got a charm to the look of them. Does that make sense at all? Like? I agree with that. Like, <clears throat> I'm going to bring it on to like a sports game, like FIFA. I think, like, the, the current FIFA games, they don't look human. You look like you're running around in a character version because, yeah, they try and make them look as real as possible, but like, they just. 
don't. There's something about like the the graphics come so far that they've kind of like it, there's nothing real about it. It's just a cartoon version yeah. of it. Whereas like pe- people play the late, latest FIFA and go, oh, it looks amazing, so lifelike. But if you go back and play like FIFA 09, they were saying that in FIFA 09, but you look yeah. at that now oh, and you yeah. think, oh god, like you know yeah. how bad does that look, kind of thing. I, I I'm sure I read an article about you know 16 bit art. And one of the sort of benefits to that is that because there's there's so little, little de- well, obviously there's loads of detail in it, but you can't physically get that much detail into it. So your imagination fills in the blanks. Yeah. And so that's why people have a sort of nostalgic feel for these games and why, why they are a sort of timeless art is because you fill in the gaps for it. So they've created art that you don't see, but you see it in your yeah. own head. Yeah, you fill in the blanks kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. I think you look back on it and go, like you're not expecting it to look real because it's that old and sort of like you you don't think oh well it doesn't look real I don't like this whereas you can you can do that with a modern game saying like oh well it doesn't look real when it when it should you know that the old games it shouldn't look real it's, yeah. it is just a there's a different mindset yeah. to it kind of thing yeah can I just go off another point with that as well just something I've been thinking about like recently that it's the same with films as well like old films from the 80s that have like stop motion effects and old effects like Ghostbusters for example Slimer in that film doesn't look real, you know what I mean? It, it's a ghost for one. <laughs> but it doesn't look real, but there's a charm to the way they've done it. It's like a weird kind of stop-motion effect, you know? Do, do you know what I'm referring to? And like the uh, the proton packs they have, that the, the blast, doesn't look real again. It looks like a cartoony yellow thing, but there's a charm to, and an, an artistic look to it. You can tell that somebody's hand-animated hand, hand animated it almost, do you know what I mean? About yeah. That. yeah. Whereas nowadays, because it's all CGI, there's no charm to it. In ten years' time, it'll look like garbage. Whereas you can go back and watch the old Ghostbusters and think, yeah, it doesn't look real. It looks dated, but there's a charm to those to those effects. They look like handmade almost. Whereas now it all just looks like a computer. Did, did that make any any sense to you at all? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, get, I get your point. Yeah. But you, I think you're you're of that era, though, aren't you? Where I don't I don't think I don't think it's a case of that though. I no. think it's just a case of back then because they didn't have technical stuff like computer power to technically recreate something that looked photorealistic they had to find other ways around doing it so they, they put a, their own certain charm into it whereas now because they can do photorealistic stuff they always do it and it's just boring you know and there's no charm to it kind of thing and no yeah i, I agree with yeah. you when, when i was saying it's your era I didn't, I didn't mean like oh i remember when this was all fields no no like, you mean like an 80s kind of uh People growing up in the eighties, like you know, this, yeah. People have different takes on aesthetic. Do you know what I mean on how something should look? I yeah. agree with your points, though. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Anything else? Yeah, I've got a couple of things. Uh, where are we up to? We've done. Oh, watched a TV show this week, The yeah. Leftovers. You guys heard of that at all? No, you you're saying you're going to watch this though. Yeah, I've not got a load to talk about it really. Uh, Mike from work recommended it, so I thought thought I'd give it a go. Um, like four episodes in. It's written by Damon Lindelof, who did Lost, okay. who wrote Prometheus. He's, he's known for having these really twisty, turny kind of plots and films that he can't even explain himself. <laughs> like Lost, he almost like made it up as he went along, kind of thing. Lost, <laughs> definitely <laughs> was. Like, yeah, I love Lost. I absolutely love it, and I've rewatched it a couple of times. Yeah, yeah. and binge watching it makes it makes a lot more sense than when it first came out. But you still just go. This is ridiculous. Well, the I, ending. <laughs> I think you'll agree with me on that. Then, I mean, like Lost, the hook of that show is the whole stuck on an island. You don't know what's going yeah. on. That's the hook of the show. And when you find out what it, what it is, it's like, oh, that's rubbish. But yeah. that was never the point. The point is the hook. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So it's kind of like, I don't care about how it ends up. 
all I care about was the original Hulk. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's, so, it's rewatching it is still a really good TV show, I thought. Yeah. And it's the same with The Leftovers. Right. Something like uh, 170 million people just disappeared off the face of the earth one day. And no one knows like what, what's happened. And the show picks up three years later and how people are dealing with it. Like family members have just vanished. That sounds dead interesting. And yeah. pe- but in the show, people have theories. Like some people think it's the rapture. So they have like this weird religious cults that spring up. Other people think it's aliens, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah, it's re- I'm, I'm really enjoying it. It's uh, like yeah. four episodes in. This th- we're on the third series now, in, it, currently showing. So I'm way behind, but I'm going to try and catch up in the next couple of weeks. So, so is it just like one set of cast with like the same opinions, or is it just like jumping from jumping? People? It's basically one town. I think I, I couldn't tell you where it is. It's in, in the US, but uh, Christopher Eccleston is in it. All right, uh, okay. Well, Justin I mean, Theroux is the main guy, like the police officer, whose wife vanished. But there's some like weird thing going on there with the wife. Uh, and yes, it was like a, a, a town basically. And a few of the people in there were affected by it, and it's how they're dealing with it. All right, okay. And all the different dramas that spring up from that kind of thing. But yeah, really enjoying it. Uh, I'm looking forward to keeping going with it. I might have you... to give it a watch. Yeah. Okay, cool. <clears throat> I've been watching Prison Break season four, which is. Oh, the... oh wait, no, that's the, from the old series. That's the old series. So okay. I thought I watched that in time for the new series. Okay. Which I failed at. Because, <laughs> you know, I can't watch stuff nope. like, in time. <laughs> I failed at I, I tried to watch, because like, I was about halfway through season three. Right. I was like, right, I'm going to get on it, watch yeah. one episode, and I've done. <laughs> season 4 is just ridiculous. And I knew this going in, but rewatching it, I just don't know how it wasn't like just wrapped up earlier. Um, I, I thought season 4 was quite a short season because it was affected by the writer's strike when it first came out. Season 2 was a short series. Um, season 4, I thought, was the same, but it wasn't. Unfortunately, <laughs> <laughs> so it gets to a point around episode twelve where they kind of go right. We seem to run out of storyline, and one character just seems to like completely change, and it then adds like this next like twelve episodes. And it's like there's no reason for that change at all. Can we spoil it? It's been like ten years now. Well, I, feel, I feel like we can spoil Prison the Break. original <clears throat> series of Prison, Prison Break. Break. Yeah. I well, don't think any of us have seen the new series. I've not seen the new not. series. I mean, I f- personally, I only watched the first three seasons and then I was like, I think oh, I dropped right. off halfway through season three. No, well, season three is ridiculous as well. Yeah, yeah I'll, I know. That's what they, I've done. I've dropped off halfway through yeah. season three. The and... quality of that show just absolutely dives. Like every season gets yeah. so much worse. Yeah. Season one's great. Well, I mean, my theory about season... that is it's called Prison Break. Great when they're in the prison. Once yeah. they've done the prison break, it's like, what, what do, do we do? Fair, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It shouldn't be called prison break. After yeah. <laughs> to be fair, season two weren't half bad. Like that was like them pretty much running away from like yeah. the law, basically. Yeah, yeah, I remember like in season two. To season be two was pretty decent, but then the third one, like they just like, all right, now we need to put them in another prison so yeah. they can break out of that one. Right. They should just like do. They should have just rebooted it. And just had a completely different scenario and called it Prison Break uh, season five. I mean, yeah. like, I think. Wait, what? Is that what's happened? That's exactly what's happened. <laughs> Sweet. I'm on board. I was thinking more like, do season two again and call it Prison Broke. <laughs> so I've re- I rewatched it a few years ago as well. I agree. I always thought like season one, yeah, amazing. And then everything else is garbage. Season two is actually okay. It is quite a good So season. I do quite like that, but season After four, that. I'm grinding, grinding for it. I, I, I do quite like it. But, so you yeah. plan on watching a new series? Yeah. I, I, like, that's got rave reviews. Like. Every week, my brothers come in and, and told me like, "Right, okay." This next episode was amazing. It's just ended. I think it's just the finale. It's yep. just aired. Perfect. So I'll binge watch that. <laughs> just a question for you guys. I mean, I've watched it like ten years ago, but there was one plot point where Sarah, is she called in it? Yeah. Her head turns up in a box. 
and they think she's dead. Yeah. That's season four, that one. This is the one where it got really like batshit crazy. I think that's season three. Oh, was it? Yeah. Um, oh, is it? I've not seen that, and I'm halfway through season three. Maybe it's a bit further. Oh, on, to be fair, I'm not spoiled stuff. Spoilers. <laughs> 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 I thought that was season three because then like they all think she's dead, but then. She's not. And she just turns, <laughs> up, turns up and it's like, oh, yeah. Hiya. <laughs> what did they ever address actually what that head was in the box? Like just a fake head? I guess they just put a box over her, took a picture. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know. I can't, I can't really that, remember. That was the that, point but... when I thought, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not into this anymore. <laughs> I, I, th- I think like with, with shows like that, shows in prison, like the scenario is what sells it. So you could say like jail sells. Oh. <laughs> oh god <laughs> good night <laughs> drop the mic <laughs> I don't know even where we're going from yeah, there well, Joe yeah. so I did I just came in and went <laughs> you've killed the show <laughs> <laughs> that was great everyone thanks very much for listening and I'll see you next week <laughs> alright should we move on from prison break yeah, yeah, we went deeper in Prison Break than I thought we were going to. Though. Okay, so, yeah. But uh, the other thing I've watched is Stranger Than Fiction with Will Ferrell. Um, That's this a film is, or a... It's a film. Basically, it's, I think it's probably one of my favourite films. And it, I was just scrolling through Netflix and it was I couldn't not put it on. I just watched it there and then because it's one of my favourite films. Will Ferrell, uh, he plays like a more serious role in this film rather than his like, kind of slapstick comedy which i just don't find funny like the, pretty much the only other film that he's in that i like is Step Brothers. anything else and command i just don't find funny oh sorry <laughs> well no i'm not sorry but <laughs> and command's a five-star film i just i couldn't get through it it's enough anyway strangers in fiction he plays like a serious role but he obviously does his own spin on it and does make it funny um essentially he he's living his life and all of a sudden he is he hears an, a narration about his life and his his work and everything like that only he can hear it so he kind of is baffled by this obviously but it's basically an author writing a book but it, he's the main character and at, at some point uh that he's going to get killed off but he obviously doesn't know when so he tries to find the author and all that. It's got a good cast, like Emma Thompson is the author, Dustin Hoffman's in it, and Maggie Gyllenhaal is the love interest. Oh yeah, was Dustin Hoffman a therapist or something? Not a therapist, he's like a literature, literature ah, uh, right. tutor at right, uh, yeah. uni. Literature. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Try to get through that. Literature. <laughs> An expert in coffee. So. <laughs> <laughs> You've been waiting for that in a <laughs> Um, nobody goes see him see whether he can find out about who the author would be so no I really love the film sort of like I highly recommend it I'd give it a that would be a 5 out of 5 film yeah did you say it was on Netflix as well it is on Netflix I, I think it must have been recently then, yeah, the, I remember liking it when I watched it like it must have been like 10 years ago now when I've seen it but I think, I think it's a, it's really clever because the, the way they kill him off is like you think that they won't reveal it because they they build it up and build it up to the the most amazing way. Because this is this is her masterpiece of a book, but it actually is quite poetic at the end and sort of like you feel like you're just gonna get let down. Like a lot of films will, like just it'll build something up, build it up, and then you go, oh, is that it? But <laughs> I feel like it actually does have like quite a poetic ending to it. It's yeah. quite quite good. I wasn't disappointed. Like you mentioned, it seems to be the, the phase where Will Ferrell was trying to be like uh, doing his Jim Carrey phase of being a serious actor kind of thing. 
but can I just, like I'm not gonna derail you too far but we must talk about Jim Carrey every episode <laughs> like <laughs> just in, in positive light and a negative light just he yeah. seems to just be on every episode just a great guy <laughs> yeah. carry on yeah <laughs> <laughs> um he, that was a 2006 film and I'm surprised it is that old I, I didn't realise it was that old but like around that time he did another film which I'm trying to get up on my phone Preparation sound. It's on airplane, <laughs> on airplane mode. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll come on to that. <clears throat> anyway, he did, he did Set Brothers around the same time, but he did another film around the same time where he is playing another serious role, which ties into what you were saying about doing the Jim Carrey kind of serious role thing. Yeah. But then he goes back to doing like Anchorman reboots. I remember he did like uh, Bewitched, which wasn't a totally serious film, but it was more serious than right. what he was doing. Do you ever hear about that? The, uh, no. the old TV show, they did a film version of it with Nicole Kidman. Okay. Where she's a witch and he's the husband kind of thing. But yeah, that was around about that phase where like he wasn't the the goofy Will Ferrell you think of him. You know, he's yeah. doing like a serious kind of Jim Carrey-esque. I've remembered it. Everything Must Go, where he plays like an alcoholic. Oh, uh, I'm sure that's on Netflix as well. That is on Netflix. Well, yeah. <clears throat> it was a while ago. I watched it and I thought, I thought that was really good and he was playing like another kind of serious role in that but obviously again puts his own comedic twist on it but he's playing like an alcoholic and that deals with like serious issues and sort of like I thought it came across really well and sort of I enjoyed that as well yeah I'm not sure that's still on Netflix might not be just to follow on from that nothing to do with what Inman was mentioning there with our conversation but I watched Ace Ventura this week yeah <laughs> 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 Jim Carrey at all <laughs> <laughs> It wasn't as good as I remembered it being. Uh, which, which, which one's the first one? Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, where the it's, Miami Dolphins are involved. The Dolphin's been right. stolen. It's got to find the, the Miami Dolphin, <laughs> the mascot. Did, um, is that the one? It's Ace Ventura 2, isn't it, where he's in the rhino? Yeah, when nature calls, That's yeah. That's right. I've got yeah. that to watch as well. I've not watched that yet, but... Yeah. But it's still really funny, though. I think we were talking about it in work the other week, yeah. weren't we? The, uh... I, I, I love Jim Carrey. Like, I think his early work was amazing. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, this one, for me, is not up there with Liar Liar. That is, like, peak Jim Carrey for yeah, me. Yeah. But it is still really funny, though. There's great jokes in it and stuff. Uh, the whole, uh, like a glove. <laughs> <laughs> like a glove. <laughs> <laughs> love all that. Oh, and the bit where the uh, he's talking to his police mate in the, uh, in the, the police station. Hey, sorry, his police mate in the police. <laughs> talking to him uh, out of his out of his ass. He's like, I would like to ask you a question. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great, but yeah, really enjoyed makes that. You think that, doesn't it? Do you reckon that was his? <laughs> own... Makes you think that. <laughs> <laughs> do, 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 deep, reckon, deep. do you reckon that was Jim Carrey's own like input into the film? That, or do you reckon, I, I do you reckon that think, was written into it? I honestly I, think that film was literally Jim Carrey. Do whatever you want. I like, think that we'll know. just film you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it does come across that way yeah, a lot of it. Like it's just him just. Messing about, <laughs> but yeah, grateful. Yeah, amazing. Sounds good. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you just picked up your ice cubes, then. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Um, have we got anything more, or can I just do a bit of housekeeping and then we'll move on to Wonder Woman? Just one quick thing, if that's okay. It's always one quick thing with you, John. Just one quick thing before the next quick thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, on the Nintendo Switch, there's been like a, a free to download beta, basically, called, for a game called Arms. Have you heard about this at all? No. Nintendo Switch exclusive game. I thought it looked like garbage. It's basically like a fighting game where you've got to hold the two Joy-Cons and punch with them, but you've got to like twist to like punch your arms around and stuff. Okay. You have like big like mechanical arms that fly out. Yeah. And it looked like garbage, but it's free to play last weekend and this weekend, like a big online beta test. Yeah. I thought I'd give it a go. But it's actually like, it might be a bit one of those gimmick games, but like the Wii, you know, like it's motion controls and stuff, but 
I was well into it last weekend. Played yeah. it, played a load of it. Going to play more tomorrow as well. Comes out the middle of June, so I might look into picking that up. But uh, anyone who's looking for looking into into playing the beta, you're too late because there's a live on Tuesday, and it'll have finished by then. So, <laughs> <laughs> so sorry about that. <laughs> yeah. you, you reminded me, like talking about games. Then I recently bought Return to Arkham which is the remastered versions of Arkham Asylum and Arkham City, which I've never played, yeah. but apparently it's really highly rated. I think City's the, the best one in the trilogy, yeah. apparently. But yeah, I've been playing through them. And at first I was like, oh, this this seems a bit odd. Like I don't really fancy being in the Asylum the whole the whole game. Yeah. But then you get to grips with it. Combat amazing. I'm only on about the first one because I've, I've not played City yeah. yet. But yeah, I've, I I really love that. It's like, great the first one. It's you see you know the little appearances from like Killer Croc and Bane and stuff. And yeah, you've just, got to go into the sewer of Arkham and yeah. to uh, fight Killer Croc. But I that's, actually that's quite scary that bit. But to I got a jump scare from Killer Croc yeah. because I went over to this door and I looked through it. I was like, well, something's going to jump out here, and then it did, and it still got me. And I yeah. was like, this is a Batman game, and I'm jumping around. I'm sure there were some with the Joker in there that were pretty, pretty creepy as well in yeah. that game. The, yeah, yeah. I really love you, it. Really good. I mean, I'm thinking about this like 2009 when I played it kind of thing, but have you come across any audio tapes yet from Dr. Harlan Quinzel? Yes. You kind of, it, it, you pick up the audio tapes, you can listen to them while you're playing the game. Yeah, yeah. And you hear her progression, like starting off as a normal doctor, just going yeah, yeah. more and more mad. How she's working with the Joker kind of thing. Yeah, I've, I've, I've got a few of them. I've got uh, some of the Jokers as well. Yeah. Do you, do you be, be a few years since you last played it, but do you remember the whole sort of boss battle with Scarecrow? Oh, that, that was scary. Because <laughs> was... I, I was playing with my headphones on and you go you walk into a morgue and you're you're on drugs at this point, but you don't realise. But you walk into the morgue and all you can hear is <clears throat> you shouldn't be here. You shouldn't be like all that just yeah. over and over again, like all around you. So I had my headphones on and I was like, this is actually scary in here. <laughs> and then you have this really strange dream battle sequence with like a weird like a 54 yeah giant scarecrow yeah, yeah and you're like, running around like trying to avoid his gaze yeah. and stuff yeah, i was I like this that. is dead good yeah but no I, I really really i'm enjoying that game so i'm trying you, to you'll like part two even more to be honest like it's a lot City. more a lot more open part two yeah so you, yeah. you'll love that yeah not like i'm at the moment i'm quite enjoying just staying in the asylum even though i didn't think i would enjoy just staying in this like place that all the rooms are pretty similar looking it's all the same corridors yeah but I really like the Riddler stuff. I like as well. I like yeah. all that. I collected, like, I, I platinum that game. Yep. I just loved it so much. And I collect, there's a hundred, like, Riddler question marks to collect yeah. or something. I got yeah. all of them on the game. Yeah, yeah I loved it. The, the, the loads of little nods in that game as well. You find, like, one cell, which is devoted to Calendar Man. And it's, like, you know, like, ridiculous villains from the Batman universe. Yeah. They're all in there in little bits kind of thing. Well, the first thing you see is, like, the Riddler's one. I know he, he becomes a sort of side part of the game anyway but yeah. the riddler you start off the game and you're you you come across riddler's open cell within like five minutes yeah. so you know it is because it's got all these green question marks everywhere so you know he's broke out yeah but yeah all right are we are we are we done talking <laughs> yep. um yeah just a bit of housekeeping i wanted to talk about the comic book episode and i've got something else i want to do as well yeah so what 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 are our <laughs> thoughts on the comic book episode that we did last week because I've just figured out where you're going with this. <laughs> no, I've I've got something after this. Can I guess what it is? You can guess. Can I guess? You're still fuming about the Dark Knight not being number one. <laughs> <laughs> this is what this no, is. No, no, like because if if you look at it, like it's in four of the five people's top five, so I'm quite happy with that. Oh, but if it is that, I've got some bad news for you because Wonder Woman's number one. <laughs> so pump down even further. <laughs> yeah, Nick was saying that you might have to rearrange. I, I think I actually need to rejig my top five after watching. <laughs> I, I'll be honest, like 
as a first go, I think it was all right at a sort of long episode. Mm. I'm not doing another long episode like that again, though. For a while oh. or ever again? <laughs> just, well, I think that episode's got some of our best stuff in it, but it's also got loads of tedious stuff in it. What we should have done was turned up with 20 films, not 50. We should have came in with 20 and went, let's rank these 20, not spend an hour at the start deciphering films that only one person's seen and seeing if they need to be in the top 20 list. Oh, no, that's cool. I mean, it's a learning curve, isn't it? You know, we, uh, yeah. we learned live on the pod. <laughs> yeah, that, like, yeah. That's, like, that show took about four and a half, five hours to actually record, and then yeah. I had to sit there for the full-time editing that. <laughs> and then when I got... I was, I was doing it when I was editing, and I got about an hour in, and all these phone signals started coming through, and I was genuinely devastated at that point because I was like... This is the show ruined, but I, I mean, it didn't come off too badly in the end. But no, I thought it was good. I, th- I think the show was a good show, but <sighs> I remember you coming in one day and you just you were shattered and you were just like, I, you were yeah, devastated. Well, <laughs> I was just <laughs> You're yeah, saying like, you spent like twelve hours. I didn't like. <laughs> yeah, I, I felt burnt out on this show at that point. It's just like I was like, I'm gonna take this week off, but I didn't, and I'm here. But yeah. I I have problems with the way that episode went. I'm not I have no problem whatsoever with the list. Are we sure? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's just I don't I don't know. I don't think we like I say it was the first go with that kind of mega episode. Yeah, uh, but this show gets too hectic sometimes, and I think we need to sort of slow it down it back a bit. A bit kind of. Yeah, I've yeah. I've told you's off the show, but like if you well if any listeners are listening to this now, do check out John and Nick's Twin Peaks show because it's. It's a very relaxed atmosphere, and like yeah. I want that on this show, and I feel like we've had this 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 episode. If we could get my words out, <laughs> it's a bit of a different setup because we come like loaded with notes for that Twin Peaks one. Yeah. You know, we've literally got like point by point. I mean, I mean you, we're, you we're, have to break it down. We're literally don't you know? going scene for scene. Yeah, thing. like this is very much um, a bit much, more it's loose. Much, it's a much looser show, isn't it? We're yeah. basically coming in and saying this is what we've done for the week, and this is a film we've watched. Yeah. Um, it, it it it's obviously a completely different uh, setup. Yeah, well, I get that, but I, I get what you're saying. though. like you you want it to be much more relaxed. We're all just make, having, a, having a chat. Make DSTE great again. <laughs> but um, hashtag make. <laughs> just one thing I want to throw out there from the Twin Peaks podcast we did. We should have really mentioned this live on the air, but like we both come to the show with notes. And uh, you've seen episode three of Twin Peaks, haven't you? Yeah, well, I've not seen four. Yet, Starts so. off really mental when like he falls into this like purple ocean universe with the yes. purple ocean like our notes were so funny comparing them like mine was like dale falls into a purple box next was like dale, dale lands in purple apartments <laughs> <laughs> we were going through point by point going what the <laughs> <laughs> yeah all right um before we get on to wonder woman and since we're talking about comics i have prepared something this week if you if we want to try this let's try it by all means so nick i've told you about this before yeah. the show sam john i'm dropping this on you yeah yeah um I basically went and looked at the history of like comics and found something that happened in a comic. And basically, I'm going to present to you three different statements from the comic world. <laughs> yeah. And you've got to guess which one of these is real, because I've made two Ooh, of these okay. up. So I'm going to give you three little points, and you're going to tell me which one of them's true. Does that sound fun? Yeah. Sounds I just want to get, 
Get me excuses out there. I don't know about comics. So. <laughs> <laughs> Straight well, that's, why, that's why Logan ended up at number one. Um, <laughs> well, that's the, that's the fun of it, John. Yeah. I, I was a bit worried then that you'd be like, oh, I, I'll know it anyway. Oh, no, no. We'd like okay. to say that. I'm, I'm, so, so that makes it even more fun. I'm, I'm a fan of Gigner and say, oh, no, no. <laughs> I, think, I think we need more games. So yeah, no, I'm, I'm up for this. Defo. So, yeah, one of these three statements happened in the comic universe. Okay? okay. I'll read them all out to you. So, this is the first one. <clears throat> Superman goes back in time and teams up with Hitler for a short amount of time before turning on him. So that's point one. Okay. Point two. Daredevil throws a baby off a roof because of his Catholic upbringing, assuming he's found the Antichrist. Okay. That's point two. Point three. It is implied in one... Sorry. It is implied in one comic panel that Batman, Robin and Catwoman attempt to have a threesome but do not go through with it. One of those three things happened in the comic universe. Well, so I've if got, you I've got dis- my one down. Do you want to discuss it amongst yourselves? <laughs> oh, I don't was know it, it a big a do we wanna, answer? Well, I mean, you, you can all lock in different answers, but... I kind of feel like I, I'm going to go for one, but... I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd feel... Mean, let's should, do it point by point, though. Should, should, should we have a discussion about it before we go yes. for it? Or, yeah, let's make uh, some like, content like, out of it. By all means, you're welcome to uh, <laughs> go with your one in the end, yeah. but... like. How do you feel about Superman going back in time to team up with Hitler and then turning I'm, on? Well, I think he did. I think I'm, I'm leaning towards that one. Yeah, I think that's what I, happened, like, yeah. That one's like yeah. that yeah, one. So. Feel I feel like I've either read that before or or like I've imagined it. <laughs> I, I know that it was part of the film, but I'm pretty sure Captain America in the comics like was involved in the Nazis constantly. So there's, yeah, there's a comic where Captain America and Red Skull team up to go against Hitler. And yeah. then I think Red Skull turns on Captain America after that. Obviously. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I'm definitely going Superman. I just think the Nazi thing is... Uh, yeah. I'd uh, discuss the other two. I know, yeah. like, like Daredevil, like... All right. Like, me, when, the, when, you, when you were saying that, that, like, blew my mind. But thinking about it, like, it's not... <laughs> so the, the Daredevil point is, Daredevil throws a baby off a roof because of his Catholic upbringing, assuming he's found the Antichrist. I mean, that is a big thing of the comic, isn't it? The Catholic side of it. Set in Hell's Kitchen. Frank Miller did a lot of Daredevil, I think. So it's really dark. So it no, could, like, like it, 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 but it's throwing a baby on the roof, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So like, well, it's like the whole baby Hitler question, isn't it? Would you go back and kill baby Hitler, baby Adolf? Um, I, I, I'm not. I'm not like. I, I don't. I don't want to completely dismiss it, but I don't think it's the one. Um, yeah, I don't know what about you. Sam? Point three, the threesome. The yeah, I'll re- let me read. So yeah, one of these, one of these, I'll re- I'll reread it. But one of these three is true. Uh, this last, the last one was. It is implied in one comic panel that Batman, Robin, and Catwoman attempt to have a threesome, but do not go through with it. I mean that that could be true now, as well. Now, this one's literally the most realistic one. But yeah. With it being in the comic universe, I don't know if we want to go for the most realistic one. <laughs> There's some weird stuff like I put that picture on Twitter about. Uh, Batman basically abusing a woman and he tells her to be quiet or papa spank. Yeah. <laughs> Which is yeah. The, the weirdest thing. Yeah. But on yeah, that basis, I'm going to go for point three. <laughs> just, just, yeah, bear in mind that the other two that have been like the, I've made up completely out of thin air. Right. So I'm trying to fool you. Yeah. Well, you, you, <laughs> I'm trying to catch you guys out. The Nazi thing probably would be something you'd think up of. <laughs> Why? <laughs> oh, we're going back to the Watchmen episode. <laughs> <laughs> Joe supports genocide. I can imagine you trying to sway us with something like that. So that makes me think point three. But... Yeah, but at the same time, the the the, the baby antichrist. You're not going for that one. I don't know. It it's there, but 
it's a baby. Yeah. Uh, like, is it even allowed to portray a baby being thrown off a roof? Mm. Is that even legal? <laughs> I bet there's, I bet there's someone tearing a hair out listening to this going, I know the answer. Yeah. I'd, I'd, I, yeah, that'd be quite funny, wouldn't it? It's obviously three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then if, if like, Daredevil is Marvel. Um, so with the DC universe, you have that story, the killing joke one we spoke about earlier, where the Joker literally, like, the implied rape happens. Implied is the big word there because they've always said it's not, but you can read that and get the implication. Yeah. Would Marvel ever throw a baby off a roof? See, like... And I know they've they've had their uh, the dark uh, yeah, like the, comics, haven't they? Well, they've done some weird stuff down the like, years, haven't they? What they call adult? They, they called them something different for a while, didn't they? When they went a bit darker. Marvel is that? Uh, yeah. I don't know. They had the Vertigo ones, which were DC. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't. I don't think Marvel would. Uh, I, I, would I'm not going to say stoop, but. <laughs> But I don't, I've, I've got to admit, though, Frank Miller did do a lot of Daredevil, and he is, he did like three hundred and Sin City and stuff. So he, you know, what I mean, he is like really dark kind of thing. Yeah, I, I guess, I guess, like it depends on the author, doesn't it? So I guess that there could be someone, like you say, Frank Miller, who has actually done something like that. Yeah. Like, if he'd have said, uh, I don't know, Batman had thrown something off the roof, I'd probably be more inclined to believe that. One. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. Uh, I feel like Daredevil's always had a bit more of a moral compass. I don't care who offers it. He's, he's, he's always supposed to have a bit more of a moral compass. Yeah. But um, then we've got, what, what was the first one again? Um, the first one was Superman teams up with Hitler and then, and then Hitler, uh, then, well, then he sort of turns on Hitler. Now because that obviously Hitler's a bad person. That one's a believable one. Superman, we know, can travel back in time. Yeah, um, and who wouldn't turn turn against Hitler in in the end? Oh, sorry, he travels back in time to fight Hitler. Yeah, well, no, I don't believe. I I don't think. I thought it was like a period thing from the nineteen forties. No, but... no, he travels back in time. Oh well, I'm going with three then. <laughs> so why 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 wouldn't you believe that one? I, because the Captain America stuff actually happened in the forties when the comic I know, was being but written. Like we all know that the Superman can travel back in time. I just think it'd be a bit in bad taste to do it after. Everyone knew he'd killed six million Jews to have Superman team up with him for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realise the time travel thing. I'm, I'm gonna go three. Do you know what I mean? At the time, I can kind of imagine it as a bit of propaganda, like almost that you know. Should, should we should we lock answers in, Nick? I'll I'll come to you first. Which which one of those three do you think is true? I think I think John's just swayed me away from the first one, so I'm gonna have to go for three then. Ooh. So the uh, the implied threesome. The, the implied threesome, yeah. And Sam, I'm going three. Oh, well, I'll, I'll, for the sake of interest, I'll go to number one. <laughs> <laughs> so, John, are you see, going for Superman see, uh, teaming up with Hitler? Yeah. So you've swayed me away from that. <laughs> just just, just to pick that. that. <laughs> Thanks, John. It's going to be the right one now. <laughs> well, I'll I'll keep score. Like, I'm, I'm, I'll maybe do this again in a, in a week or two. Okay. Um. So, yeah, you've you Nick and Sam, you've went for the threesome that didn't happen. Yep. John, you've gone for Superman teaming up with Hitler. Yep. To... I'm not. I'm just going to point out that because he swayed me away from it, I feel, I feel this was a tactic. And that right. It is actually the first one now, but I'm still sticking with it. I'll, gi- I'll give you the true one of those. Daredevil throws a baby off a roof because of oh. his Catholic upbringing, assuming he's found the Antichrist. So we all got it wrong. That's yeah. in bad taste, that. So that's that's point for me. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> fooled you. Um, yeah, so that was from a Kevin Smith uh, Kevin Smith. Oh, ah, okay. Yeah, that was from 1998. Right. Uh, yeah. the, it was an arc. The arc, the story arc for that was uh, the Guardian Devil one, where basically Daredevil starts 
again met his his beliefs and his religious sort of beliefs get challenged and there's there's stuff going on with the devil and stuff but i've I've read before that like the kevin smith daredevil comics like this very highly rated like the fans love his Daredevil comics. I yeah. think they're more Marmite, you know. I think some people hate it because he... Well, Kevin Smith is Marmite. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Especially if you, if now. You, yeah. If you're a fan of Kevin Smith, I think you'd like him. Uh, like like the comics, obviously. But yeah. do you know he did, you know, the Batman ones? Yeah. Like, me and Nick, we've we've spoke about... Don't, uh, we don't spoil the end. <laughs> I spoke about that. <laughs> <laughs> I think me and Sam as well. Like, you know, tell them Steve Dave. Yeah. Like, that's one of my podcasts that I listen to. Walt, who appears on that show, is the illustrator for well, one of the illustrators for Kevin Smith's comics. So, I was going to bring him up, like um, Comic Book Man. The yeah, show. he's on Comic Book yeah, 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 yeah. No, but yeah, that that was the well, you all got it wrong, and I, I win. <laughs> Daredevil, yeah, throws the baby off a roof. That was right. Good. On that point, let's let's move on to our film of the week. John, Nick, Wonder Woman. So you, John, Nick, you watched Wonder Woman this week. Yeah. I, I have trouble saying Wonder Woman. I can't. <laughs> Wonder, too many W's in it. Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. So uh, you, you've, you've both watched Wonder this week. <laughs> um, I've got a synopsis for you before we start. Yeah. Before she was Wonder Woman. Oh my God, I can't <laughs> say that word. Before she was Wonder Woman, she was Diana. Princess, princess of, the princess of Wales. Oh. Um, Wales. <laughs> I'll start that again. Yeah. I think you should start the whole fucking the whole thing. Again. Be- before she was, <clears throat> I think we should start the whole thing. The whole thing I, again. I think we should start again. Saying Wonder Woman. Okay. Wonder Woman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna leave some of this in. I'll just I'll I'll, I'll edit it together. Okay, okay. Sound too shit. Uh, Wonder Woman. <laughs> Question mark after that. Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Sorry, right now I'll get right this time. All right. <clears throat> Wonder Woman. Before she was Wonder Woman, she was Diana, princess of the Amazons, trained warrior. When a pilot crashes and tells of conflict in the outside world, she leaves home to fight a war to end all wars, discovering her full powers and true destiny. So there's a synopsis for you. Sounds good. John, Nick, you, you've both seen it. Like, I'm quite interested to see what you think about it. Because before you start, um, I read the, the first review I read gave this film two out of five stars. That was in yeah. The Guardian, right? Now, obviously, everyone has different opinions on films. But then as I've seen the real review, can't even say the word reviews anymore. <laughs> as the Wonder Woman reviews rolled in, see, guys? <laughs> that was impressive. <laughs> as they rolled in, more and more positive reviews came out. Yeah. And it, it's on like a an 80% sort of rating across the board on all the critic websites. Yeah. So, I mean, what, just, what, just to start, I don't know what idiot um, it worked at <laughs> The Guardian. <laughs> I think it's Peter Bradshaw. I mean, they're quite... It might mind. not be for this one. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't quote me on that piece. <laughs> but quite, like, they are quite but, high but, minded but at the that, Guardian. That, that that is a really low rating for this. I, I that don't, I does don't get not, it. That does not even deserve a two out of five yeah, at all. I don't get it at all. Like, like I, we went to the cinema um, last night, didn't we? Um, and I think we all said it after afterwards. Like we we we've not been able to we've not been to a film where we've not been able to take our eyes off the film in so like. I was so engaged with this film for the entire... Was it two hours and 20 I think, minutes? I think so, yeah. I couldn't like, tell you. For that entire time, I was just fixated on the screen. I didn't care about anything else. I just wanted to watch this because it, it was amazing. It yeah, really yeah. was. 
Don't, yeah, don't, don't show my hand too early, but I, I loved it as well. I thought it was great. Like, like I said, that two-star review, it is weird because like, the Guardian are usually quite spot on, but I feel like with this one, they're the only outlier. You know, everybody else has loved it, and the Guardian is a... I did read another one, which was a similar review. Ah, uh, right, okay. But, yeah, the, it's, a, it's a minority that are can, saying can, it's can not... Can I just not ask, nice. like, did, did it say any more than just a star? Yeah, it had a review attached with did the star rating. Did you read the review? Uh, I read a lot of it. Like... What what was their down points for the film? Uh, I don't I don't want you to quote me on it. So well, that's gonna... fair enough. But like like every bit of the film was just really engaging. Like yeah. like Gal Gadot was amazing. Oh, Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. Yeah. <laughs> one, one point the Guardian raised is that it it seemed as if you can't seem to have a female superhero like film or you can obviously but you can't have one without without also having a strong male lead as well like you always need a strong male not they weren't making the point that you need that but this film has that and it's like it's just an added part that you don't necessarily need really feel like like he like he was great in it chris pine to be fair but like i think uh, gal gadot um overshadowed him like like tenfold. Yeah, I mean, like going off that point, John made that. I do, I do understand what they're getting at, but not in relation, not in relation to this film. I understand in general. You know, they usually say like, you know, you can't just have a female carrying the film. You've got to throw yeah. in like the love interest. But the good thing about this film is it feels like Wonder Woman is the star of the show, and Chris Pine is almost like the thought after uh, the yeah. afterthought of a love interest. You know, kind of like how the flip side is you'll have like a female love interest who's just in the background. That's what he's like in this film to me. See, yeah. you know what I mean? Like the, no, the, Ga- no. the Guardian were pretty much arguing that it, it he wasn't needed for the film. Like, oh, it's, I, I, it's like that's I'm not, an interesting I point. Yeah, yeah. Like, was, I, I, like I completely disagree. Like, uh, yeah, because I'm not. Gonna, we're not going to spoil the film here for people who've not seen it. But it, there's some pivotal stuff with him in it that yeah, yeah. that plays into her character. You know what I mean? It's all about her. But without him, she wouldn't be the character she is. Kind of thing. So. Right. Uh, yeah, so I think the Guardian might have been a bit, bit off the base with that one, but possibly. Well, yeah. like, again, it's just one person's yeah, yeah, opinion. Just, yeah, I feel they spent far too much time looking down at the notepad than actually watching the film. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's we, just my opinion. <laughs> let's let let's go for a bit. Um, what did you think of like the the story and stuff? Because I've I've heard it's from from the other stuff I've read. It seems to have a strong story. Yeah, I really enjoyed. It. I mean, my my thought watching it was. I know, Nick, you don't like Man of Steel, but I, I quite like I, it. I, 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 no, I don't think I've ever said that. I'm sure last week you said it was garbage. <laughs> that might garbage be, or I, I don't know. I, I didn't mind Man of Steel. I, 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 sorry, I thought you didn't like it, but... Come on, John, the, expl- explain why you don't like Man the, of Steel. <laughs> oh, no, I love it. I, I love Man of Steel, but not as much as Wonder Woman. But the plot of that is very similar to Wonder Woman, I think. You start with Superman in that, on his home planet, a completely different culture, and it's similar with this one where you start with Wonder Woman on the island of, oh, I don't know these names, Therimiska oh, or something. It's, it's a weird name. <laughs> yeah. It's the island of the Amazons. Anyway. Yeah, island of Amazons, hidden from like the world. And you get to see their culture and her growing up, becoming, you know, the the warrior she is kind of thing. And Chris Pine from World War One turns up on the island and brings an entire like uh, Navy load of German soldiers with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, which kicks off the whole battle, which you know launches Wonder Woman into World War One. Which I, I I loved all those battles between like like the Amazons when they were fighting. Yeah. Like that that was really amazing to watch. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, I like, loved it. Like it was just like beautifully shot. Like like all the women like doing all these flips and everything and like shooting bows like upside down off horses. Oh, 
what, yeah. one negative I read the the actions in like fits and starts. So it's like you start getting into the action, then it ends to just do some plot that you don't need. Oh right, I mean that's like, I'd read what I'd read. I, I've got to admit that's one of my strong points for the film. I, I love the action in it, but it's more traditional action. A lot of it, it's, you know, it's very uh, just shot. Not like Michael Bay, the camera's not flicking all over the place. It's shot very uh, just traditionally, you know, single camera, just staying still. And just showing you what's going on, kind of thing, you know. So it is a lot more. That's my whole thing for the film. It feels more like an old adventure film, like Indiana Jones, than like, like modern blockbuster kind of thing, which I love. You know, I, I love that about it. I, one of my favorite scenes in the film was uh, like, I'm pretty sure like anyone who's read anything about this film, like you'll know <laughs> it's basically set in World War Two, isn't it? Uh, one. World is War. it one? Sorry. I could be wrong. I thought it's World War One. No, you're probably right. To be honest, no. Just, to be fair, no, it's on no man's land, so it will be yeah. more than it. Um, that's my bad. Um, it's in World War One, um, and one of my favourite um, scenes is when one woman's going across no man's land. Like, oh yeah. I, I won't spoil anything that happens in it, but like that scene was phenomenal. It yeah. really was. It's great. She joins the war, and everyone's telling me it's no man's land. Literally, no man can cross, kind of thing. And she's like, "No, I'm doing it." <laughs> she goes on her own. She's kind like, of thing, "No so. man, but I'm not a man." <laughs> <laughs> she, doesn't, strong... she doesn't say that. that... <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, is there a strong feminine feminism thread through the film? Oh well, I mean, I, I mean, I wouldn't say so, no, at all, because like yeah. the whole way through, like the comedy, it's based on like everyone being like fucking so in love with her because bear in mind like this is the only superhero who's ever been a un ambassador <laughs> like i mean is that no like... other no other superhero has ever been a real life un ambassador <laughs> yeah. even though she's <laughs> not a real person <laughs> um, no other ones have took up that career option so <laughs> yeah I mean, they did take her off it but 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 on that point though when I, mean, I never not once really did I think about that watching the film. I never thought, you know, oh, the pushing the feminist agenda, that kind of thing. No, I didn't watch. I, I, I'm finding it quite patronising. Like, uh, Mark Kermode has been away this week. I'm sorry to keep name dropping Mark Kermode, but I, I just listened to his reviews for to see. I'm mean, interested to see what he thinks about things. Robbie Collin was filling in for him this week, and in a six minute in- re- review of the film, he spends the first three minutes talking about how it's such an important film for because uh, it's directed by Patty Jenkins. It's the fir- it's the biggest female. Biggest budget for a female directed film ever. It's going to be, become the biggest female box office. Well, film I'd, ever. I'd say she's the biggest superhero female female yeah. superhero going. And so, like, there's a big. He spent half of the review talking about how, like, what a big deal it was for it was females in cinema, and it just feels patronising to me. Like, yeah. I didn't think about it once watching the film. No, you know, I, I think that's that, that. You'd get onto a bigger debate about feminism there, though. Yeah. It's like it is just. It's time gets spent talking about stuff that isn't. I mean, I definitely agree that it is, a, you know, it's a good thing for for females in cinema. But to spend half of you just talking about that, I feel I kind of feel like talk about the film, you know, you know what I mean. Tell yeah, us what the film is. It's an overkill. Yeah, uh, but yeah, going on from like some points that Nick made, the visual comedy in the film. We've spoke before about me not liking the comedy in Guardians and stuff like that. This is the kind of comedy I like. Where just an example there's a bit in the trailer where she's dressed up in like a, a full like secretarial like costume, you know, with a hat on and stuff. But she's still carrying around her sword and shield everywhere with her, yeah. trying to get through like revolving doors with them. She's can't, she can't fit anywhere. <laughs> yeah. It's just you know it's really funny to watch. Like these kind of like fish out of water comedy cues, and that's the kind of comedy I like. You know that that I find funny. And there's loads of stuff like that in, in and, this and, film. and on the back of that, like like some films, they try and overdo the comedy like far too much. It, it was not it was not overdone at all. Like there was it was a bit of comedy, but like not too much at all. So, like, yeah, I, I'm. Going off the trailer again, like that's the only thing I've seen. Um, there's a lot of comedy in the trailer, so it, I was thinking, are they are they going to play on that a lot in the film? But if if they don't, I I don't I think, I, that, I don't so. think yeah. they played on it like 
like too much anyway. Like mm. it was just it just right the amount yeah, of when, it, when they put it in there, it just works perfectly. It just works. It, yeah. There's a lot of one liners in in the trailer. If anything, a lot of a lot of things I think have been cut down a bit for the film. There was a lot of comedy yeah. with the uh, secretary Etta something. The, the, the other female secretary. Yeah. And I'm sure there was stuff in the trailer that wasn't in the film, you know, like her just bumbling around being funny and stuff. It just wasn't a big part of the film at all. That, I mean, maybe it'll be in, like, an extended edition. Yeah, some kind of but, ultimate cut or something. But, yeah, yeah like, I, I thought it worked perfectly, all of it. Yeah. Um, in the Like, because there's that scene, wasn't there, with... Uh, um, like, there was a female character, um, like, a female German. Uh, this won't be any spoiler for any major plot, but the female uh, character... And she's like wearing this dress, and uh, Wonder Woman wants to basically infiltrate a place by going into this gala ball. And she's this this girl in this dress, and she's just eyeing her up and down, and, and like while well, this person's like, "Yeah, yeah, right, kind of thing." And, and it's just funny to watch. That's all it is. It's just a bit funny to watch. Yeah, just visual humor again. Just the way she walks over and just like sizes her up. Yeah, almost like what you're doing. Then it just cuts to her in the uh, in the gala in, wearing the dress. In, in the dress, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was funny to me. I, yeah. I thought that was really good. That was great, really well done. Just going back to a couple of points you made before, Nick. <clears throat> I mentioned that was like a proper like old-style adventure film to me. It feels a bit like Indiana Jones, that kind of thing. I love the fact that... I, mean, I, love, I love fantasy films. And I mentioned to you guys before that I love films set in like world wars and stuff, which is why I kind of like Captain America, the first one. And I, and it, I just love the fact in this film, you've got like this whole fantasy thing going on where you've got the island of Amazonians with Swords and Shield... And they go up against like a, a boatload of Germans who wash yeah, up on yeah. shore with guns, you know, which is such a cool like. They're Concept. fighting them with bow and arrow and shield, and they've got like you know, uh, semi-automatic rifles fighting them. It's just a really cool dynamic, you know, that mixing fantasy with like a war genre. It's just a really cool look, I think. Yeah, I, I love that. Yeah. And again, the no man's land thing when she's walking over no man's land, taking on bullets and stuff just with a shield and a sword. It's yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, it's great. Just question: Wonder um, Woman is immortal. I don't uh, know. I don't know about this. Um, well, I've heard she is. Oh, sorry. Um, is. You, you do know about this. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> um, but that would be a spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Of, I was going to say, why does she need the shield? But it's you... a bit of a bit of a spoiler. Okay. Yeah. Right. So there is a reason that she's got the shield. It's not just. Uh, well, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Cool. Yeah, is that it? <laughs> like that's. <laughs> Yeah. I don't want to ruin any of the films. We won't go down that film. rabbit hole today. Yeah, yeah, Let's yeah. say nothing. <laughs> like, like, yeah. Another point for me was the uh, the special effects. I think you said it yourself, John. Like they just worked the special effects, didn't they? Yeah, I think I mentioned to you about about they're not technically amazing or anything, but again, they fit in with the whole adventure look of it. They have like weird effects where there's a little baby Wonder Woman at the start running around training, you know, like. Wee! She's running around the, the island and she's jumping off like ledges and stuff and uh the effects are a bit weird and dated like she's jumping and the camera focuses on her and shows you the background going all behind her but it, it you know it works for the look of the film the adventure feeling they're going for i'd much rather have that than like a cg baby wonder woman bouncing around everywhere do you know what yeah. i mean the yeah. so yeah even again it just fits into the look of the film and uh everything they do, they do like that in the film works for me all the all the effects yeah yeah just got a few other points. I'll just mark off Baby Wonder Woman. <laughs> Covered yeah, that. that <laughs> uh, and the, the other thing, like the, the, the main feeling of the film is that the it's a bit of a fish out of water thing, a bit like the first Thor, but a lot better done, I think, in this one. And the character is just really naive and earnest about things, you know, like 
she can't understand why men are at war, that kind of thing. And it, it just works perfectly in the film. Like, it gives it an, an emotional kind of grounding almost, you know, that Chris Pine's telling her, look, this is war, this is what men do, and she just cannot understand it. And she thinks she can solve everything. And that's part of the appeal of the character, isn't it? You know, she just goes into no man's land just to go and solve it kind of thing. Uh, yeah, that was a bit of a big deal for me. I, again, the character of Wonder Woman in this, it's, I thought I found it quite emotional, some of it like No, that. it really was. It yeah. was quite an emotional film at times. Going back to the Logan thing, you know, I found that emotional. This is on a level with that for me. Uh, our number one film, Logan, by the way, in the, in the yep. comic book manifesto. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, just one other thing I want to mention, the, the director, Patty Jenkins. I've not actually seen any of her, any of her stuff. Have you guys watched any of her stuff at all? Well, what has she done? Do you know anything? That she well, the, the, the biggest thing she has done is a, a film called Monster, which is a biopic of Eileen Wuornos, I think, who's like a real-life female serial killer. All right. And Charlize Theron played her. I've never seen her. It's meant to be great. It's like about 10, 15 years old now, but I'm going to check that out now. Uh, I, I didn't realise she did it, to be honest. So. I've heard of it. I've not yeah. seen it. Uh, I mean, she, she did a great job with this film, you know, where... Uh, Really well handled. So, yeah, I'm going to check out some of the other stuff as well. You, have you guys got anything more? I mean, to... my, my only final point is like it, it had a fantastic cast as well. Gal Gadot, like, she was absolutely amazing. I, I yeah. thought she was a highlight of the Dawn of Justice. I thought, I oh, thought she, she was she a really, really good was, and, that. and like, um, that's actually a separate point, actually, that, um, the music, um, when like uh, do you know um, yeah. when, when she comes into Batman versus Superman, um, that that like you might that be able guitar, to like Amazonian guitar riff that plays when she which turns up. It's it's like very matching to that character, isn't it? Yeah, and, and like, like, like you said beforehand, oh, I'm a bit worried. I don't think this is going to play in the film. Well, yeah, it? the reason is it's Hans Zimmer who did BBS, which is like an amazing composer, yeah. does loads of great stuff. Somebody different in this film. And I listened to a few of the tracks on iTunes and I thought, oh, they're not going to put... Because it's Hannah Zimmer, they won't be able to get the rights for it or whatever. But, like, it did come in, like, yeah. at a point in the film. I mean, me and John actually turned to each other and, like, proper smile. Like, <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, during that, because, like, it was, it was, like, a pinnacle point in the film. So It's awesome. I've seen him after she gets over No Man's Land in, in yeah, Belgium yeah. and that kicks in. You're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> that's amazing. Um, yeah. Yeah, like I was saying, the cast is amazing. Obviously, it's got Chris Pine... Um, Gal-, Gal Gadot was amazing. Oh yeah, and uh, Spud from Train Spotting. Yeah, uh, that was Spud from Train Spotting, yeah. and he was quite good. In it, he though, he was good. It was really funny, yeah, comic yeah. relief and stuff. Yeah, and uh, I, I don't know what else. Uh, I don't know his name is, but um, is Professor Lupin from Harry Potter? I think I'm totally um, guessing here. David Thewlis, I think he's called. Is that his name? It could be. I could be wrong on that, but I'm just chucking it out. But there, he, so. he's he, he's in there as well as a character. I'm not yeah. going to spoil anything for anyone, but. Is a character. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, it's a great film. Like, my only downfall, like, it's not even a big downfall at all. It's like the tiniest point ever. There's this one scene at the beginning, this little conversation between two characters, and it felt to me very robotic. And and it was, it was, it was a, like, what about a five second <clears throat> um, conversation? Yeah. And, probably, and, yeah. and like, I was watching it and going, oh, that's a bit robotic. But, um, like, apart from that, minor. Like it's a very minor point. How does Wonder Woman fit into the current DC world then? So, you know, the, this new film series well, they're doing. This film was obviously based in World War One, as I, I stated before. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, is this similar to Captain America 1, where it's it's an origin story it is set origin well story. apart from everything else, but yeah. she does appear, obviously. I, in... I mean, it does um, kind of... Um, kind of um, 
put it into that world by at the beginning it's got a letter from bruce wayne doesn't it yeah there's like a framing narrative to it where you pick up in modern day don't you at start with her and then you flash back it's, it's essentially like she's remembering uh basically it's a letter from bruce wayne um like with a picture from the film um saying like oh maybe one day you'll tell me the story and it's essentially like as if she's remembering that story. Is that photo the one that you see? Um, it's in the Dawn one that Justice. Bruce Wayne seen, um, has yeah. on his computer. Yeah. yeah. So it's her um, with a bunch of people in yeah, war yeah. gear. That's the one. Yeah. 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 And uh, and that she's seen that, and then it kind of flashes back to the to her being a child kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so it does it does it does bring it into the universe by her being in contact with Bruce Wayne, but yeah. apart from that, there's no other contact um, with DCU. I've only got another couple of quick things. Uh, you mentioned casting as well. Uh, I love Robin Wright, who played Antiope, I think she's called. The, oh, yeah, uh, Antiope. Who's like the, uh, yeah, who's the uh, the warrior, like a uh, sister of the queen of, of the Amazonians. It was essentially uh, Wonder everyone. Woman's auntie, wasn't it? Yeah, she trains everyone to fight and stuff. But she was like Jenny from Forrest Gump. Yeah. She was uh, the princess from Princess Bride. And in the show now, House of Cards, she's the wife of Kevin Spacey and that. And she's great, and she's, she's great in this as oh, well. Oh, she was amazing, isn't it? Yeah. She was in the trailer for Justice League as well, so she'll be turning back up in, in that in a few months as well. Were, are they, were there any cameos at all from any other DC characters? Don't, no, no it, it, like was. I say, it was, it was set very far in the past, so like 100 years in the past, so yeah. it's probably not likely to have any cameos, but... And cool. I, I think we have stated before, um, if, if anyone's interested, um, there's there's no after credit scene. If yeah. anyone's listening to this on Fancy, is going. I'm to surprised watch it. by that because like it's I like don't know, it's much more of a Marvel thing, isn't it? Yeah. No, because like the DC films have all had after credit scenes. Uh, well, Christopher Nolan's one don't. Uh, well, the, yeah, but they, they you can't count they, them in the. Are you current... talking about the DCEU films? So like Man of Steel. Uh, I don't Batman think Man of Steel did. See, I didn't think no. they did. To be but honest. that was a Nolan thing that he produced that film, and he said it's got a quote somewhere. If you Google it, he says like real films don't have end credit scenes. He's got a thing about it that he just won't have it kind of thing. Okay. So, but See, then Dawn it, of Justice it, did have one. He wasn't involved with with Suicide Squad or Christopher Nolan that important in terms of the new Batman. Sorry, the new DC. I don't universe. think he. Was not anymore. He was at the time. He he, he was like overseeing Man of Steel. But then after that, he just went, oh, get rid of it. <laughs> Call this quiz. <laughs> he, thought he made his mark. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah just, just one final point as well. Uh, the reason, the thing that brings down Man of Steel for me is the big end battle at the end when he fights General Zod. Turns into a big CGI mess, just like the, destroying the entire city. And I hate that kind of big CGI. I mentioned in Guardians, I hate it when it just turns into a, the fight on a planet at the end, you know, that kind of thing. And I was a bit worried in this one, it was going down that route, but they handle it really well. And I honestly haven't got a bad thing to say about the film. Not one thing in the film I can have a pop at. <laughs> Everything worked perfectly. No, you've, you've both got shining reviews of this film. Yeah. Like, I'm quite surprised it seems to be doing this well, to be honest, because I was expecting another bungled DC film because yeah. I feel like the entire... DC thing at the moment is just getting just completely getting messed bundled. up. Like, yeah. I mean, not... I, I personally like quite enjoyed pretty much most of the DCEU films. I enjoyed them, but they could be tw- but this one, better. like this like, one has gone a completely different level. It's yeah. it's yeah. way above the rest. This is the standout film. Like it is the standout film. It is amazing. Yeah. Which I'm surprised that I'm surprised that Wonder Woman has like 
It's got to this level though because I know Wonder Woman's one of the main ones with like Superman Batman but she's always she's not the main out of those three she's the character three out of those yeah. top two DC people I mean I'd even go as far as to I know Inman doesn't care for the comic book films I'd even go as far as to recommend this to Inman yeah I think you'd love this yeah I mean yeah. everything that you're saying sounds sounds really good and yeah like you said I'm not a big comic book movie fan um, but the trailer I was really impressed by the trailer and sort of like yeah, it seems like this is more leaning towards uh, something I'd definitely want to go watch. Yeah, yeah, I think it's, de- I think it's definitely a recommend, yeah. like even for you, like yeah. not a comic book film fan. Yeah. So cool, cool. Just one final point as well with it being Patty Jenkins who directed it. If I was like Warner Bros. and DC now, I'd be like, forget Joss Whedon, forget uh, David Ayer, forget Ben Affleck, get Patty Jenkins tied down for some more films because she's the only one so far who's knocked out of the park, kind mm. of thing. You yeah. know, in terms of delivering a five star film. Yep. Oh, oh! I, I, mean, I, I mean, I was just going to get to this. We, right. let's, <laughs> let's, let's, let's jump on the rating. <laughs> uh, John, <laughs> what, what, are you, what are you giving the film? Well, I'm not sure to be honest. <laughs> it's a five. Yep. You're giving it a straight up five straight stars. Straight five stars, oh. yep. Nick? Oh, wait, wait, for Inman, what do you rate the, tra- the trailer? <laughs> the trailer? Um, seeing as it's a comic book movie, I'm going to give it four, four and a half because it was a, oh, that's a good really... Rate. Attempting me to go watch it. So I'm going to feature this. I'm going to feature what's Sam's rating of a film trailer. Sam, Sam's trailers. <laughs> Nick, let's come to you. I mean, this might be the first film that has got an all-around five-star rating from everyone who's actually seen the film. It might be. Because <laughs> I'm giving this a five-star review. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. surprised, but... And just to Sounds... mention, we watched it with Jono and Dom as well, and I'm—I think it's safe to say they—they'll both give it five stars like, as well. Like, and 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 I know Dom's not the biggest fan of comic book films, so like, yeah, yeah like it's an all-round great film. Question: Are you? Did you enjoy this film more than Logan? I was just thinking that the first time I watched Logan, I wouldn't give it five stars. It was like a four or four point five. This is straight five stars. Nick. I don't know. Because... See, I, I, I don't even think I'd give Logan a five-star film um, <laughs> rating, though, to be fair. I loved Logan. I absolutely... Like, like there's a reason it was at the top of our top five. I fought tooth and nail for that. Yeah, we all loved that. But um, like, I, this this probably shoots straight up there. <sighs> so in your in your personal top five lists, where would this fall? I don't know. It's too soon. Too soon. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think this is recency bias... I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm, hang on, hang on. <laughs> I'm not disregarding anything we've said, but I'm saying that if you sit back and think about this film and come back to it in a month, would you still give it five stars? That's the, that's the weird question. I, I definitely would. Yeah. The way I, I think, think about so. it, yeah. I, I think if I watched it again, I'd give it a higher rating. Yeah. <laughs> if, there was, if there was an option to do so. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm sure I gave six stars to Dark Knight. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've seen Logan three times, I think now, but it wasn't a five-star film the first time I watched it. It took two or three viewings to get to a five-star film, which I think it is. But this for me is straight away. This, I can't think of anything negative about it. Like, there's nothing like wrong I with say, it. That, that, that one little tiny point was my only downfall for this film. Yeah. And that, that it's not even worth mentioning, to be honest. Yeah. Can't wait till episode 16 where JT just absolutely slates the film. <laughs> <laughs> I've watched it again on Blu-ray. I'm, I'm, I'm just not liking it. <laughs> All right. Well, should we should we finish off there? Yeah, sounds good. Do we uh, want to give out our Twitter handles or? Oh yeah. Yeah, I wasn't saying just end the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, the main show Twitter is at DSTE Podcast. 
Um, my personal Twitter is yeah, it's Joe, Y H I T S J O E. My Twitter is at D S T E Nick, N I C K. My Twitter's at Rubik's Football. That's a different side project, but uh, for your drone stuff out there i've got a new video on youtube if you want i've to seen it it's good it's good thanks yeah uh yeah just sam inman uh that's my youtube account if you want to if go you, have sorry, a look at that jumping all over your no, that's right. uh, <laughs> yeah if you're a fan of football your your twitter becomes yeah because it's dormant <clears throat> most of the time but it'll reappear at the major international tournaments if you like yeah this time next year i'll be kicking off uh oh. what is it World Cup, World Cup, Russia. <laughs> oh yeah. This time next yeah. year, I'll be kicking some food. <laughs> what's happening? What's what's going on in football? So check back in June 2018. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just mention on that? Actually, uh, we are planning on doing a football podcast at some point, aren't we? Uh, one day. Point. Well, I was thinking maybe in the summer do like a, a trial one. Yeah. I, I mean, I mean, I'm up for it, but Before I can barely, the new season. I can barely handle doing this. So, <laughs> <laughs> this is too much fucking time. So, yeah, but um, I think Inman's on about taking the lead on that one anyway. Yeah, I'll try so, yeah, yeah sweet. Slack on that. Cool. So give it a trial. Go in the summer. Yeah, I'm, I'm well up for this. Yeah, nice Champions League final tonight. Champions League final. We yeah. all pulling for Juventus. Yeah, I'm pulling for Juve, but I've bet on Madrid with Jono. I've got a five pound bet on with, with Jono. So. Madrid. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, John, do you want to give you a Twitter up? Yep, yeah, at Taylor1980. Yep. Cool, cool. All right, well, I've, I've enjoyed the show this week. It's been a, been a good one. We should be back next week. Uh, yep. Might not be, but we... we <laughs> not permanently. We will be back. <laughs> but, yeah, we, we will be back soon. Um, what film were we, were we thinking of doing for the next next show? Up in the air in the moment. Sorry, not up in the air, not that film. <laughs> uh, still up in the air at the moment, but me and Nick are on about maybe if if I'm still here next weekend, watching The Mummy. Are you, are you, if, yeah, you've got like a disease us, or something. Yeah, if I'm still alive next, <laughs> next week. On if, I'm still, if I'm still breathing next week. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to doing The Mummy, maybe. Yeah, Another yeah, new release. Good. Yeah, Sounds good. Uh, got E3 coming up soon, which I'm looking forward to, but That's we t- should do a special. Yeah. Basically, it runs from like Tuesday to Friday. Thursday, Friday. Yeah, I can't so, so, remember. So it'll start like not next Tuesday, the Tuesday after. Yeah, so, I, so I, I'm I'll, I'll be in Krakow. Yes, you won't be here one. for that one. Yes. I, I'll be getting robbed, like <laughs> like, like, like Inman did. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm just gonna get the exact date that that ends because that ends on a Friday. Uh, I mean, I, I'm 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 away at the Thursday, so I'll be off for that that particular podcast. Yeah, in two weeks. On the Saturday, it will E three will have ended the day before, so we can do a bit of a rundown, keep an eye on what's going on, and pick out some stuff we want to talk about. For it. Do a bit of an E three special. Um, Sounds good. See, see if there's anything good. But yeah, thanks guys. Cheers, yeah. Joe. Cheers. Thanks for thanks for having me on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, cheers. Um, we'll talk to you soon. Cheers. Cheers. cheers bye. bye. Like Daredevil is mm, DC Marvel. 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 That one. <clears throat> We've got two DC and a Marvel one. <laughs> yeah. Daredevil is Marvel. <laughs>